The world is like a ride at an amusement park. And when you choose to go on it, you think it's real, because that's how powerful our minds are. I can tell you from experience, the effect you have on others is the most valuable currency there is. Don't think. Feel. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. You take the red pill, you stay in Wonderland, and I show you how deep the rabbit hole goes. Hey brothers, welcome back to the Liberation Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Gregoratis, and I'm speaking to you from Tucson, Arizona. This week's chat is what I consider to be a fascinating topic. It's a model of looking at the world, in particular society and civilization. It's called Spiral Dynamics, and I had never heard of it until I went to Hawaii a couple of weeks ago, and I sat down with my friend Ian Savage, who is the guest for today. Ian's a very intelligent guy, a very well-rounded guy. He's had a, an interesting life, and he's done some cool stuff. And Spiral Dynamics is one of his passions, and he was able to describe it to me in what I thought was a a very easy to understand way, considering it's a very complex topic. And more importantly, he was able to help me see how I could use this to better understand the world and maximize my experience of it. So we're going to get into a deep conversation with Ian on Spiral Dynamics uh, soon. Before we do that, I just want to remind you guys that my two other projects are still open and available. The first one is my one-to-one coaching which, uh, you know, I'm just going to tell you guys straight up, it's it's life-changing. There's no other way to put it. The, the men I've worked with since I started doing this have all had huge shifts in the way they perceive the world. It's primarily targeted at people who have followed most of the rules or directions that society has laid out for them, and they've come to a place where they've experienced some kind of success. You know, they might have made some some money or <laughs> climb the corporate ladder or the career ladder and they're just feeling that there's something missing, that they need something more, uh, more out of life. They might be feeling that they've lost the spark that, uh, that they might have had when they were younger or that they've maybe ne- never even had that spark and wanting to find it. That's my speciality is helping men lead lives of more passion, adventure and connection, specifically by getting them to find the courage they need to do awesome stuff, right? Whether that's a career change or an upgrade in their lifestyle, becoming fitter and healthier, becoming more successful, whatever it requires, I'm pretty sure I can help you with it. The best thing to do, if this sounds like something that interests you, is head on over to liberationmentor.com and you can book a free consultation with me. These consultations are really fun as well because I'm going to give you some good info and good value in there as well. It's probably going to be pretty life-changing just speaking to me for that 30 minutes to an hour or so. If this is something that interests you, take me up on that. It's free to have the initial conversation, and um, I'm sure you'll get a hell of a lot out of it. Also, as I said on the last show, I am planning a retreat in Hawaii. It was going to be in January or February next year, but the more I think about it, the more it seems that it's going to be better to do it in the spring, so I'm thinking March or April. And this as well is going to be something absolutely life-changing. A bunch of us are going to head out there and we're going to spend five to seven days in paradise working on all aspects of ourselves, including our health, wealth, and relationships. And we're going to go real deep. We're going to find out what's been holding us back and how we can move forward and, again, 
lead lives of passion, adventure, and connection. We're also going to finish the or close out the the retreat with some a psychedelic experience is the best way I can describe it without giving too much away. I think if you know me and you've been listening to my show for a while, you can pretty much read between the lines and understand what that means. I guess the most important thing to know is that it is going to be truly and deeply transformative. If you're interested in that retreat, the best thing to do is send me an email. It's liberationmentor at gmail.com indicating your interest and I'll tell you a little bit more about it. There's only going to be 12 to 15 spots for that. And I've already had a few guys uh, sign up. So the quicker you get in with that, the more, or the quicker you contact me, the more likely there is going to be a place for you. So guys, after that, it is time for the next episode of the Liberation Mentor Podcast with my friend, the hugely influential and intelligent Ian Savage. Let's go. Hey, brothers. Very, very happy to welcome on the show a relatively new friend of mine, but already a very good friend of mine, Ian Savage, who we're speaking to while he's on a mountaintop in Hawaii. Is that right, Ian? That's right, brother. Yeah, man. I I was just, for those of you who don't know, I've been telling people about my trip to Hawaii. I was just out there on Ian's property, which is up 4,000 feet on a mountain on the big island, and it's in what's called a cloud forest. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely special place. I mean, you basically won the game, bro. You're living on a mountain in Hawaii, right? Like that's it. You've won the game. Yeah. Yeah. I've got a beautiful wife and a little boy that's happy. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah. And then just having uh, having you come out and having our close our close brothers with it was just a very uh, beautiful time. And just to to dive deep into learning and and. Uh, uh, everything i mean we, we how many universes did we traverse uh, together <laughs> it's true i mean one of those universes is actually the my impetus for having you on the show is on the first night that i arrived there you blew my mind by explaining to me this particular model of um would you call it an anthropological model or a, a model of the nature of reality how would you describe it yeah i, I mean originally um Spiral dynamics is what it's called, and it was a way to look at the values of adult human growth in society. So this is more of like a system that looks at the forest, not the trees, because psychology is really amazing at taking care of the tree and looking Mm -hmm. at this type of psychotherapy, this one, this one, and these different, or even modalities like what's my sign or or zodiac uh, has a fun aspect of looking at the individual this was more of looking at how whole groups interact with each other okay so it's definite term and the way that i describe it the way that um, i love spiral dynamics i like it because i can explain it to my brothers and my friends and the truck drivers that i work with or the or the these other union guys you know blue collar and i like to describe it in a way because i feel like it takes it's a living breathing system to make life more understandable you know, and I guess that was going to be my next question is before we dive into it, just to help yeah. those who kind of hear the word spiral, the phrase spiral dynamics, and they think, okay, this sounds a bit out there. I might not be interested in listening further. What what benefit do you feel this has to for for the normal guy or the average guy listening to this? Before we even dive into what it is, what, how do you think he can benefit from understanding this model of the world? I'll kind of break it into three answers. One is just existential peace of mind. So straight up, like. 
oh, there is order in this world that feels so chaotic. So that alone can give a little bit of stress relief. That's what it always has done for me. And then when you look at the world and the volatile uh, political nature right now and the interactions with different ideologies and people really identifying with their beliefs in such a strong manner and, and them interacting, this system kind of looks at things and, and then you kind of sit back and go, oh, this is growth. This is change. This is not everything's coming apart at the, at the, the hinges, you know? Okay. Excellent. So, so that existential part mentally, it just is like, gives you a way of interacting and speaking somebody's language, if you will, depending on where you are in the world or where your business is at or understanding uh, human to human levels, maybe that they're going through certain changes and maybe having a name for that change. Right. Okay. Yeah. And then that, that for me kind of translates on a physical level. When you're understanding the values in certain areas, you can kind of know how to, protect yourself in certain ways and understand certain certain things so i mean those all sound like things that all of us can use and i've you know i'm not gonna lie i haven't been using my new understanding of this concept since i left hawaii mainly because i've been focusing on some other things but there was a point today actually where i had a, a bit of a conflicting or contentious situation and i was reminded that uh I thought to myself, okay, this person is here on the model and that's probably the reason um, he and I aren't really connecting. And uh, it reminded me that I need to get a refresh and I need to dive deep. And that's what I'm hoping we're going to do today. So I guess the first question is just maybe could you define the the history and the basics, the very basics of, of what Spiral Dynamics is? Absolutely. So if you just kind of Google Spiral Dynamics, you'll find two different people, but mostly uh, Don Edward Beck. Don Beck was a professor who really brought this into, um, it's now very well known, but I think models like this are going to start to come up. Mm-hmm. And um, if you want to go just just to put this at the front end, Spiral Dynamics Integral, you can download on Audible, on Apple, whatever it is. I don't get anything from them. I'm not affiliated with them. I just love this system so much. And uh, we share a common growth modality in plant medicines and psychedelics. Um, And what I feel like, no matter if you're doing it with plants or not, or if you're deeper into growth and meditation or taking on other things, this is a beautiful framework for helping you, uh, maybe aftercare of sorts. You know what I mean? When you're trying to sort out all this new stuff that you're learning, I think it's helpful as a lens to look at the world. It was, it was created by Don Beck like 30 or 40 years ago, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah, a little bit longer. Originally, um, it, it was the Claire W. Graves is the guy who started it, and he was uh, in New York at a college, and he's the one who brought it, and Don Beck brought it into um, a greater uh, awareness. And then what happened was uh, Ken Wilber, who's a pretty uh, known philosopher in the West, uh, an amazing mind, he integrated – he did the integral part of it. And Ken Wilbur, I'm not the biggest fan of, I like him a lot, but I don't resonate with those people. Okay. What I like is my jujitsu brothers, the truck drivers, like this has got a rawness to it that I don't think is being explained quite well. And I'll explain it my way, of course. Mm -hmm. But when I connected to it is when I've been learning about it. And then I had a very profound, basically an acid trip uh, coming over the Sierra as I was looking over just, just this beautiful moment. And it all became a three-dimensional living, breathing model for understanding human beings and this beautiful compassion of the way that they're growing and learning and their beliefs and how those beliefs upgrade and upgrade in complexity. Mm-hmm. 
and the way that complexity, when it's upgrading, what it looks like. Okay. And so it sounds, it, it, it can be confusing, but it's really not. If I were just to describe to you that human beings go through this phase when they're 12 to 14, and, um, and I describe this laundry list of changes in the human physiology, and all humans go through it, and it's like, that's puberty. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, we just have a word for what already is. And what's great is, oh, you're going through puberty. You know what I mean? Or when mm-hmm. a woman is in her different stages of child uh, pregnancy, every stage is well-documented. When a human is going through value upgrades and their value, what used to make you happy is not making you happy anymore. Mm-hmm. Why that is. And that's a very interesting, I find that fascinating. The idea, you know, because we we're often taught that, you know, a passionate affair of any type, whether it be with a person or a career or a hobby or a type of music, there's this idea that it has to be forever and it has to, to stay at this constant level or just keep improving. And a lot of the times we wake up and as you said, the things that used to make us happy, no longer make us happy. And I've, I've been experiencing that lately with a particular hobby of mine a lot. So this is very close to my heart that maybe it's, it's not because there's anything wrong with me or anything wrong with the hobby. It's maybe just because something about me has changed. I've, I've shift shifted my, in my place on the model, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it totally is. And what happens is, and this is uh, really simple, where there's four basic ways, and and it's more complex than this, but what I like about it is that you can look at these four ways human goes through these changes, and then you can kind of see how whole corporations are doing these, these four different ways. These uh, The individual does them, but that doesn't, you're not done from there. You still got to do your work or your counseling or your, like if you are if you have your mentor, what to go to them with. And so uh, just real quick, and this is very crucial, as those changes, the four of them is when you're feeling that those old values didn't work, and this happens in relationship a lot of the time, that things get stale. And this could be a relationship to job, but or your uh, romantic relationship and partnership. So the first thing people try to do is try harder. Like maybe I'm hmm. not trying hard enough. And, and, that, and that is nicknamed the gas pedal. So you just name okay. it like try harder. That's the gas pedal. I'll double down my efforts. I'll, I'll work overtime. I'll maybe t- I'm not getting that success enjoyment because I've become lazy or complacent and maybe I just need to try harder, right? Mm-hmm. That's one. That one tends to burn out pretty quick. If you've really upped, upped in complexity, that one is good to try. It usually doesn't hurt you, but it will burn you out that much quicker. Okay. okay. So that's the first one. We'll call that one... Um, uh, a try harder or, or the gas pedal, if you will. It's kind of a nickname okay. for it. The second one is back to basics. So what happens is, and this is kind of an interesting um, thing that happens. The United States kind of has this with the make America great again, or there's this romanticizing <laughs> of like 1950s values or something uh, mm-hmm. ridiculous. And so what happens also um, uh, uh, back to basics is when you're in a marriage and things are a little bit complacent, if you will, there's, maybe not negative, but complacent couples will try to be like, Oh, when we first got together, remember we used to go to go see uh, Marvel movies together. Let's go to a movie theater again and watch movies like we did when we were 23. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. So the country will do that in weird ways. You know what I mean? Or a corporation will go back to basics like, Oh, okay. what was our fundamental values, but things that get complex and it only works for so much time. So that's another thing that just sit back and watch whether 
like you, if you have a client that's doing that, you can watch them do it and even allow it because it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt to go back and maybe you'll glean a few, a few gems from that experience. Yeah. So the third one is basically the only one that really works. And this is a trial and error process and it's um, trying out new things. Wow. And that third way is when you are coming out of this thing and you need to try on new identities, if you will. Try on, mm -hmm. if a company or corporation isn't selling as a, let's let's say it's McDonald's, like a big behemoth like McDonald's, they are listening finally to their their people and they're like, hey, we want salads. I want something organic. Or I want something mm -hmm. vegan on the damn menu. You know, the market will they will change slowly. So they'll try new things and then because they're based in one of these value systems, it's always about the bottom line. So they don't care which one, but they are going to try new things. And then they're going to upgrade in their complexity. So the menu has changed at the end of the day because they're in this system. They care about their bottom line. That makes sense. When it makes total sense to me. Do you find that when individuals or groups or corporations realize that they, they need, like something needs to be, they've, they're at this cusp of an increase in complexity and they've realized they need to make changes. Do they usually do the first two first and then finally stumble upon the third or, or do the third out of desperation or is it just random what they, which of the three? It's a, yeah. I tend to find the first one gets trying harder is almost all the time. Like that one, that one's like, man, I got to get back to it. You know what I mean? That, that sense yeah. or the, the CEO will say that about his company. The second one, I think, um, and the experts that talk about this, they see it more because this is the world they live in when they have a lot of people that they advise. Um, I think that's a little bit less common. And then the third one is very organic, you know, literally trying new, like, let's say you're, you want to upgrade your, your food values. You know what I mean? It's like, you just try new foods and see if that's going to be a habit that you stick with for the rest of your life or, you know, it's, it's a funny one. So your, your basic answer is a little bit of all of them. There's no specific order to it. Okay. And the healthiest is the third one. And then, I mean, you'll try new things and you'll look around in your life. I mean, you and I are at an age now where you look around and you kind of laugh. Like, <sighs> uh, let's say 20 years ago, the type of car that you have right now, the type of relationship, the type of clothing you wear, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. All of them. And, and time, time is seasoned as well. But the reasons why you do things are completely different than before. Um, so trying new things based on values that are getting higher and higher. You know what I mean? Okay. So, yeah, I totally understand. I mean, I, I think maybe, yeah, this is an, an excellent uh, little intro. Maybe we should dive into what the, the actual model looks like and what the different parts of it are characterized by. Absolutely. And then let me give you the last one real quick, which is, um, so there's four, four change modalities mm -hmm. in spiral dynamics. They give them, um, um, the Greek lettering. So, Alpha, beta, delta, gamma. The gamma, the gamma one is, um, and I try not to make it. If you listen to the audio, go for it. It's great. But the last one is very simple, and the most dangerous is when somebody is in. It's just called the gamma trap. This gamma trap is when the world reflected around them is like nightmarishly not according to their values, and this is where what we're starting to see with um, out of balance Antifa or some terrorist group, um, Unabomber or any sort of terrorist has always been in this mental trap. And, okay. and it's whether it's a, um, a company that can't change and adapt or a person who's suicidal, their world is closing in on them because the values that they hold high are not 
anywhere close to where they're at. And that's a dark night of the soul, if you will. And that's, that's what it is. So those are the four change modalities. And, and so, yeah, ask the questions too, because this becomes more, uh, for me, it's a living, breathing kind of conversation. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why it's fun to listen to these different ways of saying it. Like if we were to go back in time and kind of laugh, you grew up in South Africa, I grew up in California, and we can laugh about rites of passage, you know what I mean? Or sure. the first time this thing or that thing happened as we were growing up, you know? Fun to listen to as people go through. For sure. The fourth mo- the fourth change modality is not something that anyone actually consciously chooses to do, like have a breakdown or feel that the world is out to get you, or that just happens just by virtue of the fact that they're in the wrong place at the wrong time or they've outgrown their current environment or or how does that one usually transpire by all of that Mm -hmm. so let's say you go through trying new things and you're just taking a bunch of losses you know what i mean like that that could get you more and more down the road of like nothing is going to get better you keep trying new things and like it's not replacing your your angst your angst doesn't turn into little blips of happiness it just keeps getting worse and worse you know what I'm saying? So that could happen. Or you're in a place, literally physically in a place. Like if you are in a, like a, your soul is on a strong upward trajectory. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about like you in South Africa or something like that. Or if you grew up in a small town with a, and you, and you're really into growth and mindset changing for the better, you could be in a place literally physically where the mindsets around you are stifling or okay. suffocating. So that could happen in that one. And and the way out of that is hitting rock bottom sometimes is good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully it's it's a padded rock bottom. Hopefully it's not so like, like, hopefully you came to that dark place and you came out of it with more fire and vigor for your new business. For you, you know, sure. from that dark place, you can find the new answer. So it's not recommended. It's not good, but it's something to be identified. When you're looking at somebody who is, ooh, like you can feel that, that dark, they're in a dark, dark place, mm-hmm. you know, and then it, whether they're receptive or not is, is relative. You know what I mean? So if, if your company is in bankruptcy, if, if your marriage is at the, in the deepest dark part, of, and then there could be just this little light at the end of the tunnel and you get through. So just identifying when somebody is in that, in that space, it's just one way of identifying that as a modality of change. Okay, fair enough. So those are the modalities of change, right? And they, they indicate someone, the four different modalities when someone is basically taking their, I don't know, I don't want to say taking their life to the next level, but they're on this particular model, they're, they're ascending and they're butting up against basically the border between the one demarcation and the other demarcation. Like in martial arts, we'd say yeah. it's when the, the blue belt is close to the purple belt or something like that. Is, is that accurate? Totally. Totally. And, and they keep upgrading in complexity and complexity doesn't always mean like bliss. It just means complexity. Right. So it does mean happiness. Don't get me wrong, but you as a black belt or somebody who's in a professional trade, tiny percentages of growth are huge. When at the beginning used to make gigantic growth. So yes, it's not not necessarily better to be a black belt than a white belt. It's just different. It's just more complex. Right. So let's talk about the actual, um, the stages of development that this model, the model. Yeah, that the model lays out. Sure. Cool. So, um, and, and you can, uh, if you Google spiral dynamics, you just hit images and these, these kind of funky models show up and there's a bunch of different ones, but I'll describe it. And if you can visualize a, a spiral and we're going to go through do, two different colors. And the reason why this uses colors is to get away from this is not the chakra colors. Okay. Even if there's some similarities, this is not chakras. This is not 
uh, other color models. I'm not, you know, there's a bunch of different color models out there. Okay. They use colors in this because when uh, Don Beck was traveling to South Africa, they were dealing with a lot of racial tension mm-hmm. and they needed to identify some of the tribal values versus some of these uh, fundamental values of a, of a traditionalist, right? And how they, and this is how they butt heads, but those two groups butt heads anywhere. And we need to get away from white, white and black in that very tinderbox of a explosive kind of scenario. Okay. So just a quick description is the hot colors are uh, beige, red, orange, and yellow. And the cool colors, um, so real quick, the hot colors are, are an I mean my focus. It's a type of, it's when you're in a, in a phase where you're really about your own personal growth and development, okay. right? And then the cool colors. Purple. That's going to be purple, purple, blue, and green and turquoise. Yes. Those are, are very much about us, we are. All about the tribe, your country, the globe. The collective. God, like this greater, yeah, this greater thing. And you can see how those ebb and flow in your life. At times, you're like, hey, I got to improve the me or like, hey, what is this all about? Right. And so this just gives language to that. And we'll start at the very bottom. Okay. Beige. At the very bottom. Yeah, it is beige. And at that very bottom, this is it's survivalistic. It's when people live moment to moment. And we don't have a ton of that on uh, as full grown groups of adults that live that way. And the Aborigines were the were the um, closest fully developed a group of humans that are still living in a uh, hourly type mindset. Mm-hmm. We have a ton of them in an unhealthy sense. So each one of these. So if I may interrupt you, if yeah, each, uh, yeah, I just want to clarify that each one, each one of these systems has both a a negative and a positive manifestation of it. Yeah, and I'd say probably like healthy or unhealthy, in balance or out of balance. Okay, right. Great. So I like I like in balance and out of balance because you can watch it kind of uh, swing from. Um, in balance and out of balance and look at it hopefully in a healthy way because a lot of these systems look at other systems and and think you know f them they're a they're a blah 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 right yeah when they're just displaying an unhealthy version of this uh of this value system sure so so let's let's run through beiges real quick um they live hour to hour a lot of homeless people or um whether they're mentally challenged or have a lot of the issues with um, severe mental disorders, you know, okay. uh, schizophrenia, things of that nature. A lot of homeless people just dis- display this. They live moment to moment, hour to hour. And then when people get traumatized and, and get, they can get knocked down, down to beige. So if you're in a heavy accident or something traumatic happens, you could be in a temporary state of beige um, from a trauma, okay. right? So that would be an unbalanced beige. And you will come back up to what they call your center of gravity. Uh, you will come back up into the values. Um, once you get your life in order, so okay, and, and so a, pos- a positive, a negative example would be someone who has pe- uh, an example of an, an unbalanced manifestation is of beige is some guy who's just come back from Vietnam and he's got PTSD and he's literally just living for the next drink and he just lets himself go entirely. Yep. And a positive, balanced example of the beige level would be what exactly? Aborigines. We don't have many. Honestly, there's a lot of complexity in the world. Um, it has a very animalistic nature. It has a lot of intuition. They live in a very intuitive, um, magical, even magical is the next day. Yeah. So they, we're, we don't have a bunch of that one. Okay. So it, it's a good one to know. Uh, uh, on 9-11, people near the buildings going down, um, 
they were in definitely this, you know, face covered with soot and walking around. They were like zombified. Uh, they were close to the blast radius. They're in this stage of, of beige and it takes a while to come out of it. And remind me, is, is beige, uh, is that an I, me, my, or is it a, a you? Yes, it is. It is an I, me, my. You do not have a tribe at that point. You have a very, if you do, you have a band. Uh-huh. You know, Aborigines had, had their basic family. They were not at tribal yet. Okay. So this is the next one, the next one on the, on the next one on the list, and this and all of these have a very dualistic nature until there's a demarcation point in what's called the second tier. So mm-hmm. this next one is purple, and the and the color purple is identified as um, magical, mythical, tribal. And this is where human beings see the world as a dangerous place ruled by gods. They have a, a, a superstition rules their life, right? Now each one of these stages also has that imbalance and and out of balance aspect and the out of balance aspect of that purple phase is uh, irrational superstition and laws and rules that are based on not based in not always a lot of logic okay right and they can fly off the handle at a lot of things and so the tribal cultures uh, maybe the amazonian tribes they have certain values that uh, th- this one gets just marked with the noble savage myth where you know they look upon them and they're like oh they're one with nature there are tons of beautiful aspects. As we go back down and look at different cultures, what we want to do is bring them to our modern culture, the good parts, uh, and, and leave behind the superstition. So you have a lot of modern-day spirituality that uh, has a, a funny love affair with the tribal sure. Native American or, or these tribal, and they did things this way, and they tend to not see a lot of the uh, uber-uber-violent aspects sure. of, those, of those cultures as well. The, sa- the savagery and the, the infighting and the cannibalism and those types of things. Completely. Or, or if you do this wrong, we chop off fingers or, you know, smashing heads. It's just... Yeah. So, yeah, they... But what is beautiful and what is amazing is they, the way they anthropomorphize their reality. So in the good aspect, they see the world and they have a tendency no matter where in the world, whether it's Shintoism or a, or a, a native American. Um, and in the Amazonian, they, they said, who taught you how to make this medicine? And they said, the plants told us how. Okay. So there's a really neat part. And it's a very childlike nature where we can have a conversation with something and, and it opens a part of our creative brain. So that what's really beautiful about purple is there's a, a very creative childlike nature to it. And when you give selfhood to numbers, let's say, mm-hmm. right? And we use that in our modern world, it becomes a little bit more, um, when you take numbers and you put them into architecture, it, it gives it more life, right? There's a way of thinking where there's creativity and using numbers in symmetry. Mm-hmm. And then that symmetry gives a certain... Um, uh, an art or a feel to it. So it's, it's, it's kind of beautiful about going back to some, some of the gifts of purple is that um, way of seeing the world and that there is magic in the world. Okay. Right. Okay. But, but let's not bring it to the modern world and forget. Uh, and it, but if you're uh, making stock choices based, based on the crow flying in a certain direction across <laughs> your field of vision, that's not a healthy. And, and I've seen like kind of, you know, in a lot of call it new agey or, or galactic as we like to joke yeah. about you'll see a lot of those people fall into some, um, some wacky, um, superstition again. You know what I mean? So. And that's, that's because they, they look at people at, or they look at uh, cultures that were at the purple level of development, basically through rose tinted spectacles. And they think that everything that they did was, 
it, life was better then and, and everything they did was was better. And so they tried to adopt that, but they don't see the other side. Totally. Uh, and, and we'll jump up just to talk about green because green is so hilariously green. Yeah. But they tend to like look at all these groups with rose-colored glasses and don't see the full picture of them, right? Because they're, green's big gift is giving everybody a voice. So, but what tends to happen is they just don't see the full picture of it. Okay. But in the good aspect, there's so many cool things that we've gained from like, let's say ayahuasca or something like yeah. that. You know what I mean? Or different tribal traditions. Not to confuse that. And so the next level up is red. Is that correct? That's correct. So what happens is uh, that tribal life is, a. Uh, you know what? These superstitions are, are ridiculous. I'm, I'm out of here. I'm going to move. I'm going to do what I want to do. I'm going to leave. Uh, the the uh, the taboos are ridiculous. I to grow and to get out of there. Uh, I'm I'm the king of the jungle. I'm challenging the gods. You know, there's this uh, way of breaking out. And and red is an I mean mine. It's very animalistic. In the in the, um, both of them had a lot of animalistic, if you will. But when they're close to each other, this one has more bigger like a lot of fu in it you know what i'm saying okay and so red red is all about uh are you bigger or not signs of violence and aggression uh the movie uh uh gangs of new york was really interesting because it was tribal moving into this like very violent red warlords you know and so when you're in a red value system area um and those can be like super ghetto areas that have just downtrodden, but their values are if you leave something out, like uh, if you leave your car unlocked, that was your fault for leaving your car unlocked. I took your um, uh, whatever, your radio, your your, your iPhone stuff in your vehicle, yeah, and that was your fault, not mine. You're dumb. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it was really interesting listening to um, that that red values come up, whether it's uh, gangs, mm-hmm. warlords. Uh, Mike Tyson in his interview, or he's very articulate about when it, before he met Costamato, he would talk about these these stupid white people, and they let me in their house. I'm going to rob this place. You know what yeah. I mean? And how Costamato loved him. You know what I mean? And and, and taught him not to that that part of his nature. He, he really learned. So the red in balance is that just bravery, the bravery to go across the country or to the moon or to do something crazy to really go get in that ring, to go fight the fight, right? Mm-hmm. There are just the bravado of red can't be. So it's, it's the, the positives is washed right, away. One could describe it as it's, it's the channeling of this aggression into a positive uh, direction or a positive outcome. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and then in the feminine, it's like really that, that sexual power is your sexuality or your, your beauty or your shine, like learning how to like, not suppress that you know in these other stages it suppresses it but in this stage it's about raw power and raw shows of power right okay so which is great when it gets the other aspects up up the spiral but uh when it's at its base nature it uses uh the masculine uses uh, signs of um size and strength and violence the feminine uses signs of uh, sex and sexuality as power okay and, and uh, emotional things so that's that's red for you. Sure, I mean we can see this. We see this in in the world. Like if you go to Amsterdam, there's a a red light district, right? Which Isn't is that funny. Yeah, much, yeah, yeah. It pretty much sums up everything you've just said. I find that fascinating. Yeah. I know that like red is traditionally considered a 
color that's equated with aggression and fire. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's very yeah, fire. Yeah, cool. So next one up is blue, right? Yeah, the next one for blue, and and now we're getting into. Uh, we don't have a ton of the population that's resonating at red in the United States or a lot of the Western world, and yet we're very aware of it. And so blue, if you can imagine the complexity of red, once you get to a certain stage, it loves order and it takes what, what used to be in red as shame was the pinnacle of your emotional complexity. What comes online is guilt. There's the first acknowledgement of an existential something greater than yourself. And when uh, the consciousness is moving from red into uh, blue, it, it, there's something greater than yourself. And it's symbolic in putting on a uniform. You know, when you put on a uniform, whether it's military or a football uniform or, a, or some sort of uniform, that blue signifies giving to something greater than yourself. And a uniform is one of the tenets of blue. Blue is fundamental anything, whether it's Christian you know, they're very black and right. They look at things are right or wrong, do the right thing. And, and it channels, it's the single best channel for taking that, especially like military. If you take somebody who has a rough upbringing, it, they form them into a killer for the military, for your country, for God, for God and country, right? You know, there's, there's so many, the benefits of blue, you know, the, uh, are, is just focused, you know? And I, I'll speak positive on it. We we love to. I think in, a, in the West right now, it's easy to dump on the blue, and that shows up. What's and it, we're getting into the color mess, but I want this to be its own understanding of these values, and and to have a, a conceptualization of these values, and then the many outfits it will wear in society. But in the United States, the red states tend to be this blue fundamentalist. And I don't want to confuse things with the colors, but a lot of these traditional values of God mm-hmm. and country, you know, the, the positive aspects of blue is focus. They focus on one thing at a time. So the mind that created monocropping, when you drive in through these Midwest states and you see those crops all in a straight line, you know, when you look at military lined up, what do you see? Straight lines, you know, uniformity. In the positive, they focus really well at one thing at a time, right? It's about improving your people. You know, it can be very ethnocentric. And the other groups look at it and they go, you're racist, right? These other groups. When what they're, what, yeah, and then and an imbalanced version of blue is going to be racist, right? Where uh, everybody else is our enemy. Uh, those, are, those are the devil, you know? Who we are is this, mm-hmm. we're God's chosen, we're God's. We're the forgiven ones, you know, it's, you're either in or you're out. Right. Mm. So still these lower stages sure. are very dualistic in a healthy. To look- and, and, and are the first four, are the first four considered the lowest stages, beige, purple, red, and blue. We have two more in the lower stages. Okay. Yeah. They're very dualistic still. And, and, and if you look at because of that dualistic nature of them, you're going to see why they fight with each other. Literally, you'll see this group fighting with this group. Or you will even have a person whose values used to fight at this one has moved to this one. It's the same person. And they're fighting like crazy. You know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting yeah. to watch these values and how people will wear these values like, a, like a, uh, an outfit and understand how the narrative is, is, is changing, um, whether the individual or the group or the nation. So uh, that blue one, it's, 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 God, we can go on and on about it. The, the complexity of, of how these relationships with blue has with red, the blue police force as a 
old relationship, I can tell you in the United States, with that red gang, right? And so blue has the antibodies, the complexity to beat gangs. Why? Because they have radios, laws, they have more complexity. Systems, strategies, systems and strategies. Yeah, the whole thing. And they're, whole, they're good at red's butt or changing red, right? But they don't have the tools, really, to handle the ones above them, right? The, the two value systems that we're going to talk about above them, we'll, we'll, we'll get into. But okay. then we can talk about kind of to give one thing a voice and how it reacts to this other thing. You can predict it like the rain. It's pretty easy. So anyway, we can go on about blue. Blue is uh, in its positive. It's really good at focusing on one thing at a time. Uh, we can all see at times in our life where we would maybe want to go back to blue and get get some discipline, you know, some focus and some discipline from from that sure. uh, blue. And jujitsu would be like straight up going back to some like basics class for three months. You know what I mean? So uh, just focus on okay. arm bars and, and uh, rear naked chokes for a little while. Just put you right, you know. Uh, anyway. Uh, let's let's move up. So we're at blue. Blue is an us. We are. It's all about the country or my people, right? It doesn't quite conceptualize anything bigger than that at this point. The other cool color, just to review real quick, in purple was all about tribe. That was their limit. This one's nation. Now we're moving over to orange, which is an I, me, my. It is this orange mindset is when you come to the. The end of blue, and you're done with the religion. You're done. Yeah, done with it. But you're like, it doesn't make you happy anymore. You know, it's just it's just not complex enough for you. It doesn't. It, you feel stifled uh, by blue, and you by that small town, or by that military rules everywhere. The dogma. Orange is just raw creativity, entrepreneurialism. It doesn't care about race. The, like like money doesn't care about race. If you are creative, you make that money right? You get that hustle. You create a new system. You create, create, create. I will not hear your, a lot of, even laws. Like I'm going to break laws or bend laws to make this new thing, right? This new vehicle, this new computer system, this new modality. So orange is super entrepreneurial. And it's all about like Zig Ziglar is the, you know, the big personal growth guy back in the day is about taking responsibility and, and, and making your numbers and adding more value it's very very creative in the sense of an entrepreneurial so i'm guessing a lot of the guys listening to this are would you would you say that that working in the corporate world like in a, in a big company that has a very specific and very clearly defined hierarchy is an example of a, a blue structure correct because i'm just thinking of what my mind was formulating was like some someone might be at the point where he he's really tired of his corporate job and he's wanting to do something else and become an entrepreneur and, and find freedom and, and uh, fulfillment through that. And would he be someone in a blue world on the cusp of entering an orange world or does that not really work? Yeah, it's so slight degrees of variation. So center of gravity, like a system that is based in blue, can have a lot of different individuals in that system. So a, a more blue system is going to be the military or a religion. And the rules are really kind of hard and fast. And corporate is more centered in orange. So if you look at corporate as 
in a larger sense, it's going to have their values as a whole corporation or to move up the ladder. Like the corporation as an identity, as an itself, wants to move up. Now, what's happening inside of that corporation is an individual who's having a breakout of his own. So both of them. So I would say the corporation is more center of gravity in that orange system. And you can predict what that orange system is going to is going to want to do based on uh, what that corporation is going to do based on orange values. Okay. So you can almost predict what a corporation is going to focus on that bottom line. Now that individual is going to, when they start their own company, they're still in mostly an orange value system. They want their company to do the best. If that makes sense. I see. I see. Yeah. That makes total sense. Yeah. So whereas um, the military is for something, other than itself, supposedly, right? Or the religion is for God. It's it's a it's a system that's for something else, whereas the corporation is all for itself. And then when even when you start your own company, good values or not, it is all about your own individual company. Yes, true. Okay, I understand. Cool. So uh, let's let's move out of orange. When when you get a lot of success and creativity, what the hell am I doing this all for? Right. And so this green comes online where this is us. We are. But the system is based on not looking at an individual so much as like I'm a citizen of the globe. I'm a citizen of the planet. Right. This is one of the newest systems to come online in the 60s. And it was the hippies that we make fun of, things like that. But women's rights, individualism, they're very egalitarian. You know, if there's a common theme, it's all about egalitarianism and compassion. Are you compassionate or not? You know, and. For, for the first, uh, sorry to interrupt. Like, is this because basically, if we if we use another model to explore this, it's kind of they've made it to the the, the top of Maslow's hierarchy of needs pyramid, so they don't really have to worry too much about getting survival or or like uh, existing in the moment because they've they've got money or they've got success or they've taken care of their uh, you know survival needs like food and shelter and water, and now they want to see how they can improve society or give back totally it is yeah and this is just a little bit more complex because in maslow's hierarchy of needs it is based on the individual which is terrific so when you look at a, a whole group of people going or moving into green or a corporation who's changed its values or you can have an orange value system like a corporation a big beast of a corporation and then it has a part of it that is based in green, which is HR. HR department in a big corporation is adding complexity to the game, if you will, right? They're not about the bottom line, but they are going to give everybody a voice. Everybody gets a voice. Everybody gets paid the same. Everybody's value or uh, uh, complaints are going to be heard by somebody, right? Okay. The green loves that egalitarian nature. And man, the the green is if it's been through an orange in a in a in a healthy way it's cre it's got all the creativity it's got all the problem solving and now they're going to fight for uh, the earth they're going to fight for individual rights right they're going to fight for these these groups and for the first time we've seen green rare it's unhealthy head and it's happening right now right which is like super hyper left wing liberalism that just says everything should be okay bingo bingo and it and it's and it's it's found itself in the university system and it can be uh, uh militant veganism militant uh, uh antifa if you will you know that's a that's a very you know it's you know blue communism is today's socialism so if you go back down the spiral 
the same system of everybody has workers' rights and the workers' uh, paradise of, of the communist uh, mindset, all you did is upgrade to call it socialism now. You know what I mean? Interesting. It's got the same, what do you call it? It's like psychic infrastructure. You know, the, like if you're building a building, like that architecture came from that fundamentalism. That's why the people in the green, man, they're very religious. They they hate being called religious. But but when you're dealing with somebody, um, Michael Malice wrote a book called, um, and he calls it the cathedral, right? The, the, the people, these values are very religious on this extreme left. And, and it's called, the cathedral, you know, is so religious. But at least when you're dealing with them, and this is why I like spiral dynamics, you can see an imbalance green, which is pretty chill. Like they like, no, nah, let's let's no, let's see if other groups have good ideas. No, no, no. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. they do care about feelings. They do care about this stuff. It's like an it's an open mindedness, but not a, a militant right. Uh, yeah, it's an open-mindedness, I guess, is, the, is a good way to Yeah, they're not freaking the fuck out, right? But they still are very centered and green, and they still, underneath, they still pretty passive. They still think, it's like, a, I don't rip on vegans, but it's fun. A, a vegan will, hey, it's okay to eat meat, but in the back of their mind, they're like, but you're, you're, you're just dumb, you're not woke. You know what I mean? You're kind of like in the back of their mind, they're, you know, they're, you're still a piece of shit, but, yeah. but I'm not outwardly going to call you any names. Right. Just like a blue meme, the same version is like, you're going to hell. You know what I mean? Uh, so those gay folks, Oh God is going to deal with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that blue fundamentalism, but in healthy blue, they treat like God is going to handle that. That's healthy. Like it's about me and being, a good Christian in the green. It's about having compassion, 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 almost like with a gun pointed at your face, compassion sometimes. Right. Okay. So everything that we've described about each one of these systems, green is the global orange is the uh, individual entrepreneurial blue is the fundamental God and country, right. And wrong. Uh, red is the, the just pure raw power horsepower. Uh, purple is tribal, right. Each one of these are very dualistic systems and have very intricate relationship with these other systems. Mm-hmm. Where does this, why does this matter is as we're moving into what's called the second tier, what's described from here on out is it is it for some reason, as your value systems complexify, you cannot deal with stuff in the dualistic system. It just ugh, it doesn't work. Like, okay. well, is it right or wrong? And this isn't like moral relativism. This is, like literally, as room and the West cognitively and not center of gravity can handle integral. Integral yellow is, you know, when the teacher of this Don Beck talks about when when he's teaching it to universities, which are deeply green. They say, well, how come your system has some people above others? Because the green hates hierarchies because of all the pain that they've caused in the past and how like kings or or or, or um, whatever you know causing genocides or, or wars and things like that they don't like some groups are better than other groups right but oh, sure. then you can always but you can always say well who's better who's a better person me or trump when they just got done saying people are equal and deserve equal rights you know what i mean yeah and so they'll be like you got me there you know what i mean uh if they're healthy yeah. they'll say i got me there or they'll just lose their mind but What's interesting about the next two levels, and this is the second tier, is that complexity doesn't mean bliss. It doesn't mean it's better. It means you have more problems to deal with. And when you're at this yellow system, usually that that journey from green 
into yellow, this I mean Maya again, if you've really deeply been in green, a lot of your decisions came at a cost, right? Uh, that, mm-hmm. that uh, you're moving out of uh, your systems, you know, sometimes when you're in your, uh, in the green phase of self introspection and, and, and I'm going to therapy and I'm doing ayahuasca and I'm, I'm eating more green foods and I'm only doing, you know what I mean? At, at some point you're like, this, uh, this is costing me so much money. I don't know how much more times I can talk about my child fucking issues. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you know, and so you move. Yeah. In- and I'm getting disconnected from the, from the people around me and then, then dis- disconnected from this current reality. Yeah. And, and then you're like, it's time to put it to work, but there's no going back. You can't eat garbage food without knowing that it's garbage. Like the, the, there's, you can't just make money. Just, you just can't go back to orange willy nilly and just be like, I'm just making money at, at the expense of other humans. You know what I mean? Like sure. you, you, you just morally have an issue outsourcing something to the, like I will, my company will not have a sweatshop involved. My company will not have slave labor wages. You know what I mean? But you still got to win. Mm-hmm. You still need to get your interest and in your business or your family or your relationship. It still needs to work. And so the, the mantra of yellow is does it work or doesn't it work? You know what I mean? So if it's Reiki and I've got a tumor, does it work or doesn't it work? I, I don't care if it's in the green, if it's orange, if it's surgery, if it's blue, if it's some spirit healing or something, like does it work or doesn't it work? The the yellow I think when we when you first sh- shared this with me um at that dinner table a couple of weeks ago, the the example I gave is uh Bruce Lee, you know, when he said, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, he was probably someone who we could say was operating in that that yellow current of energy, you know, like, does it work or doesn't it work? Um, specifically when it came to the, the martial arts. MMA, man. Now, the UFC and MMA is at its core, and we're talking about centers of gra- gravity, right? How this sport is based in this thing, you know, corporations based in orange and, and the military is based in blue, and yet there can be complexity inside those systems. MMA came on the scene and like changed the game, right? It's the, it's like, does it work? It doesn't work. All the martial arts. It's, it's really neat to see that in our lifetime, this sport. And you want to talk about green, like it had women's rights or in MMA, the largest sellout pay-per-view of all time was, was at its time was the Ronda Rousey fight, you know? So it, like you want to, it, it just, it has a lot of elements of every aspect of the spiral. It makes money. It's got a bunch of rules. You know, it gets so neat to look at MMA and the UFC as a as a sure. integral model from its inception. That's fantastic. And then the next, one, the final one on this particular model, that moving moving one up is turquoise. Correct. There there is another one called coral, and I'm not aware of it very much. I just know that I've seen it on the on the integral models. But the feeling sense of what turquoise is is uh, does it work? And then that evolves into do my decisions that I'm making now, if everybody on the planet made the same decisions, would we live in a better place or not? And that's really how people in turquoise uh, uh, walk through the world. They really have gotten to a place of creativity, success, and God, it's like they they just have to embody it. It's like do unto others. Yeah, yeah. They just have to embody it in business and relationship. And, um, and it's beautiful. You know what I mean? And, and if you take somebody who's really resonating at that level and you put them way down on the spiral and you can say that could have been a Buddha or a Christ or something of that nature, Mm -hmm. the field in which they resonate at was so high for that time way back then 
it was dangerous for them to be alive, quite frankly. Right. Okay. So, so, and that's my, that's my, you take these, these ways of thinking. And if you were at orange, like a, a Da Vinci or something like that in a deep, deep blue red system, like very violently blue, which was the Catholic church back then, they would kill you. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And so that's how a lot of, yeah, like a lot of secret societies got created because their center of gravity was higher and they were in a world that would kill them for their thinking and their values. Well, that's, that's absolutely fascinating. Now, I guess for me, uh, I, I like to think in some ways I'm at yellow because I'm always asking that question about anything, anything that comes to mind, does it work or doesn't it work? First question is, how do you, I suppose I asked this at the beginning of the show, but, but practically, like when you, when you meet someone for the first time in your mind, are you trying to figure out like different patterns that they have that, that fall onto the, the spectrum or into this model or how do you, how do you use this? Yeah. I just put it in the background. You know, I think a really healthy way is putting it in the background, be with people where they're at, and then it can kind of season a little bit there's a lot of models and i'm not because i don't try to interact with individuals and psychoanalyze them because there are specific models which are better at the individual but i try to take the values you know uh, let's be let's identify the values or the behavior and not the person i see i see so my spiritual practice is just connecting that that connection of human to human and uh, okay so take this for example a teenager is like they're working on ideas. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Or like that blue belt, like, Oh, they're super pumped. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, that's going to change. You know what I mean? But the person's always still the person. So when they are doing a, uh, uh espousing a certain idea or something like that, it's cool to kind of, I like to put that idea, if you will, on the table, I you see. know, on a, on a psychic table, if you will. And so, and so I like to take their ideas or their values or their things. And I, I, I try to look at it in that sense, you know? And so, so you're a, you're a liberation. I mean, yeah, so you're trying to look at it without judgment and, and just out of curiosity more than anything. I am. Yeah. And these, and this, these color systems, these values for me, they, they they've always stayed three dimensional in my mind. They're living, breathing, you know, the morphogenetic field is a term that's getting thrown around. And I really like that in, in, in simplest thoughts are things, mm -hmm. you know, these values are living, breathing you know, orbs, if you will, I'm, I'm kind of getting out there, but I don't have another better way to describe it. And when, and we're at the age now, you know, you're 40 now, you know, we, we're at the age now where I've literally had full belief systems that I don't have anymore, maybe two or three times, right? Like I've revamped certain parts of what I thought many different times, but you're still you. Sure. The first thing that comes to mind for me, for me is, is, I mean, even in my, up until my mid twenties, I was, uh, you know, my my father's Greek, and I used to really identify with this idea of the Spartan warriors, right? And that was like, you know, I'm a Spartan, a modern day Spartan warrior. And I look back at that, I just it just seems so silly to me. It's, it's literally silly. Like the idea of of nationalities, like you know, I mean, uh, yeah, sure, I love living in America, and I love the way things are done here. But at the end of the day, I think ultimately, like. Nationalities are, I guess, it what would you say? That's a blue, yeah. a blue level. It is blue. Yeah. So, look, so let's hear what your evolution was. It goes from blue, and hopefully you got a healthy blue. It's it's really good because that gives you a lot of work ethic and uh, focus. You know, a blue a blue mindset can really grind. I, I like a good, you know, 
And as it moves out of that green, kind of like, ew, they're almost like, ugh. It's like a phase of like, what about the planet? Like, I don't want to treat these humans other than me just because I'm from somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And then you get to, and then you get to healthy, like a healthy integral is like, heck yeah, man. I'm like, I love my Spartan side. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, yeah. But it's not like I'm not wearing that suit very much, but I love it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, and like, uh, yeah, let's, let's wave the flag, and that's why it's fun to go to like a good soccer match or football. You know, it's like. Sure. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna wave my flag and, and and drink and just have fun, and you get how you can channel it, you know, into that space and uh, and argue like when you're, God, you know, this, this these crazy fans, you know what I mean? Versus somebody who's really successful, it's fun, you know, just to argue about your sports team, right? That's a healthy uh, uh, way of channeling that that red blue, you know, my banner and my team and the loyalty, right? And then. Good God, that shouldn't take over the rest of your life. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I've just found something online which um, I think is absolutely—it's like a—it's a—it's an image um, that, that's kind of describing this model in a little bit more detail. Uh, there's it, one of the things it's doing is giving a metaphor for each level. So if you if you yeah. one list the list them and I'll and I'll give you the metaphor that each one is given. So the first one at the bottom is beige, right? Yeah. And the metaphor is life is survival. Yep. The ne- next one up is purple. Life is a sacrifice. Then it's red. Life is a battle. Blue. Life is a test. Yep. Orange. Life is a game. The world is a machine. Green. Mankind is family. Mankind is a family. Yep. Yellow. Life is a system. And then purple. Life is a dream. Yep. And that to me is absolutely fascinating because I've seen myself in, in this. I, I don't think I don't think anyone is is operating at any one frequency or color all the time. I think there's probably different aspects of their life that they are. They might be an orange in this aspect or a green in this aspect, and even a beige in some aspects. You know, I mean, that's how great people, great men who accomplish amazing things, can still have sex addictions and things like that. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's not this yeah. world. They're, they're like almost like a rainbow, but I've seen this um, yellow and uh, and turquoise uh, for me a lot, dude. This idea that like I'm, I love systems. For me, everything is about putting systems in place, yeah, like in my yeah. business, in my training, and everything. Is, but lately, I've been having this thought a lot that life is a waking dream. It's strange. I've been yeah. And sometimes I'll, I'll catch myself in the middle of the day and, and be like, this is this is a weird dream that that's probably being had by my soul somewhere else. And I'm just the avatar that's experiencing it. So to see that on this, uh, this particular image is absolutely fascinating to me. Absolutely fascinating. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you'll see that, that the, the thing about yellow is that you look back at each one of these systems and they're beautiful. Like, Holy, Oh my God, that is what built the architecture of this society or me or these stages I went to, or you look at each system has inventions that were built at that time, mm-hmm. whether it's an individual or the group. And then it's like, Holy shit, that's profound. It's beautiful like that. And maybe that is looking at things from those other perspectives. And then, and then how do those get along with each other? Yeah. Right? Uh, it's just, and then how do those parts of my being get along with each other? And it just gives language to it. it. It's never ending. It's a very organic conversation. 
But yes, the, the thing about being at that second tier, dude, like, oh, we're second tier. That means we're fucking better, dude. It doesn't mean that. And like, if you've gone through green, you get that you're not better. You know what I mean? But yeah. you do have more tools to work with. You do have more issues. You know, one of the things is... You're more complex in some ways. Yeah, man. So, you know, green is always going to look at because they don't try, try to totally. But we are... They call it a center of gravity, and it, and you have if if this blob is sitting here, you have a lot of green in this. In today's world, you're going to have the military getting very open minded to um, sexuality. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So it's like this this system has got a lot of different things inside, it and it starts to influence this old blue system is starting to change a little bit, and and so it just gives a little bit of a language to that, and hopefully. It, you can identify and see those complexity and see that complexity is beautiful. And for me, and maybe, and this is a very yellow thing It's love systems, but beyond the, all of these systems is something that's running this whole thing. Right. And you can call it God, if you're at blue or the universe, if you're at green, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it's like those other systems will look at it and say like, that's because of the, the power of the spirit or the power of one, you know? Yeah. But you can sit back for a moment and be like, holy shit, you know? There is, there's obviously there's some sort of impulse that's created the complexity that that we see, right? I guess is a, another way to describe what you've just said. There's some, the, if, we can, if we can look at it objectively and see this incredible sophistication, the, it, it implies that there is some sort of sentient energy that's directing it. Right. Is maybe an, a, yeah the way to describe it sure man that's you know, i'm gonna be brutally honest that's pretty much all my brain can take today. <laughs> it's been a long day um but that's fascinating it's right, been- each one up to leave it with something uh, each one just to give you because what's fun about this system or what i invite people to maybe go listen to the audiobook and again i don't get anything from it just enjoy it down back each one of these so the these systems or these groups are going to be from sophisticated individuals who are college and all this stuff i like the 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 grit you know so when you're dealing with like a deep blue deep deep blue just know they need to be right they need to be right and so if you are dealing with somebody who's deep in blue you're not going to be right with them stop arguing here's a nugget about orange orange deep orange i just mean deep orange not to say that person's not complex they will want to win no matter what so Letting them win if you feel like letting them win, right? Whether that means the nicer car or the nicer jewelry or something, they're going to need to win, right? Mm -hmm. Green. When you're dealing with green, again, they need to be right like blue, but they won't say they need to be right. They need you just to understand. Understand me. Understand this person. Do you understand? You need to understand these people or this group or me. Understand me. Like Almost like white knuckles. So it's, those are just like the juicy nuggets of walking through the world mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and understanding each group. And then yellow, what you'll notice with yellow is they tend to walk away from a fight. They tend to walk away. I don't want to even want to deal with it. I don't yeah, care. Yeah. It's a very straight. Yeah. Like at this stage, I'm not, I don't, I got other stuff to do. Like I yeah. think yellow will either not engage at all or they're a motherfucker. Like they, they, man, and yellow will put up a lot of different, elements and that you don't want them you don't want to or yellow yeah yeah. and then i don't know what the other one is red is obviously it's just going to be size like who's the biggest baddest 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well just, anyway, that's that's the last nugget I wanted to kind of season it with. And what you true. don't get is the raw kind of the the these systems in those in that way. So, yeah, I mean, I just want to thank you so much because again, there's there's no real there's nothing in this for you to pushing or sharing this system. You're not pushing it, but, but sharing it is just, it's a labor of love for you. It's just something you enjoy. And I don't know. I'm sure there's some people alive who could articulate it as well as you do, but I don't think I'm ever going to meet them. And thank you so much for sharing that with, with me and, and the listeners. I really appreciate that. Yeah, man. Total honor. And uh, just get back to me and tell me, tell me what any of your, uh, your tribe thinks. And, yeah, man. Uh, love having you, and uh, I'd love to see you again soon, my friend. Well, I'm sure that stretched your minds in uh, certain ways. It's the third time I've, I've had that model described to me, and I've, I'm still learning more about it every single time. If it is something that interests you, I would suggest you Google Spiral Dynamics and have a look at some of the images that have put people out, people have put out there, because it it shows it to you in a visual format as opposed to just a linguistic format and that can make it a lot clearer it definitely did for me as soon as you see the actual pictogram of the spiral moving upwards through these different colors it all it all becomes a little bit clearer you know one of the themes on the show that i keep coming back to over and over again is this idea that you know knowledge on its own knowledge itself isn't very valuable it's it's wisdom that is uh the thing i'm always looking for and wisdom basically it's, I've heard different definitions, but it's it's applied knowledge that has a practical aspect to it. And you heard me ask Ian, like, how can we use this to practically improve our lives? And that's something I keep coming back to. You know, it's no good knowing these arcane secrets of reality or about the mystical nature of the universe if it doesn't improve the quality of our lives here and now. In fact, when I was in Hawaii, I met a woman out there who was a very nice woman, and she's and for want of a better word, a hippie, like very connected to the spirit world and, you know, super in touch with that aspect of herself. And, you know, I, I admire that a lot. I truly admire that because it's some, it's a part of my ex- existence that I've explored in great detail too, or in great depth too. But her and I, we didn't have a fight exactly, but there was a little bit of tension between us because on the first night I met her, there's a group of us sitting around and I kept pressing her, asking I just wanted to know before I got, I started to listen to what she had to say. I wanted to know if she was able to operate in the here and now, you know, cause it's, it's all very good, all very well to be able to communicate with dolphins or sit on top of the mountain meditating for 12 hours at a time. But are you able to pay your rent? Are you able to maintain a decent relationship with someone? Are you able to integrate into society without coming off as someone who's a total weirdo and alienating yourself right and i was i was really testing with this and i I probably offended her a little bit um because you know i'd really before i listened to what's i'm I'm the type of person when someone has something interesting to say i always take it on board right and especially if it's someone i respect and I, i needed to figure out was she someone that i could respect and thus take this information that she was sharing on board. And so that's why I was testing her with all these questions. And I think that that's really important to do when you, you getting in, when you, when you're playing with this part of life, these kind of more out there topics and, and um, things like that, it's really important to look at the source and figure out like this person, sure. He's saying he's talking to some entity, 
in the in the sixth dimension but what does the rest of his life look like is he in shape does he make decent money does he have a good family life you know does he have a lot of drama in his life or is there peace in his life so these i just wanted to leave you guys with that that's a very important yardstick by which to measure people and it's it's the one i not only do i do i measure others by i measure myself by that i have this one thing i say which is if some the, the quickest way for me to tell if something is good or bad in my life or, or something i want or don't want is does it bring drama or does it bring peace? And there've been certain things that I've been committed to that I've noticed actually only brought drama. There was the thing I think about that first comes to mind is relationships. You know, there's a point where I was committed to not being monogamous. I was like, no, I'm just going to play the field. I'm going to date as many chicks as I, as I can at the same time, uh, have as much fun as I want. And man, it just brought a shit ton of drama into my life. And the thing is when that aspect of my life uh, started to, when I realized that that wasn't the way forwards and it brought all this drama, all the other aspects started to suffer as well, including my physical health and, and my, my well being Cause I, I didn't have time to work out as much. And I, you know, my, I didn't make as much money cause I couldn't focus on business cause I was dealing with all this drama and these relationships. And I just find that fascinating. That's actually one of the things we're going to explore in depth at, uh, we well, we'll do that on my one-to-one coaching and on the the retreat group coaching so remember guys if you want to find out more about either of those for the retreat send me an email at liberationmentor at gmail.com and for one-to-one coaching just head on over to my site which is liberationmentor.com also guys if you want to leave a review for the show on itunes i've noticed there's a couple of new ones popping up which really helps me and i really appreciate it Uh, that would be great so just head on over to itunes and leave a positive review if you can also you guys can share any episodes of these podcasts if you want the easiest way to do it most of us are listening on our iphones or android phones just take a screenshot of the episode while it's playing on your little podcast app and just share that to uh instagram or to facebook and that helps me a lot guys and I, i thoroughly appreciate it until next time love and light